0: All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon are here on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KX and a 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you up until just before noon. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. At the bottom of the hour or thereabouts, we will head west to Lincoln, catch up with our friend Stephen M. Sippel from the Lincoln Journal-Star. Look forward to catching up with Sipp as they will uh, take on the Gophers this week. By the way, uh, the Hawks' next home game after Purdue Minnesota sold out. Yes. No tickets available. So if you want to see them and you want to go through the box office, Illinois is your last chance, right? That's right. How much longer will that one That's be available? a good point. Uh, you would think that uh, the ducats will go for that one. But uh, we've got tickets to give away, and we will do so here uh, in the next, uh, well, not this week, next week. Uh, for that, courtesy of our friends uh, at fullerdental.net Dr. Stephen Fuller. So, simple, bottom of the hour. Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com will opine on a handful of games. And uh, do so about 10.45 here with us at 11.05. David Eichholz, uh part of 24-7 Sports, will be alongside HawkeyeInsider.com. Uh, Hawkeye, Big, uh, uh, Hawkeye Media Day, Fran McCaffrey, basketball-wise. And, of course, a preview of Purdue and Iowa, 2.30 on Saturday afternoon. Are you going?
3: No. No. I am on dad duty. Okay, well. Tara's working so You and Jack that, watching the Hawks. Well, we gotta get that nap schedule figured out and two you know. thirty sounds like a perfect 30, time yeah. to put him down. Exactly. Yeah. Get him settled in and Well, away we go. Run around
0: and be as active as you possibly can up until kickoff. I think the
3: trampoline park might be in our future Saturday morning.
0: Makes sense to me. Yes. Outside, that's key. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so David Eicholt at uh, 11.05, and then our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, We'll talk college football with uh, Bill. Back to sports here tonight. Can't wait. It was weird last night, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Just weird. Um, And I love hockey. I'm not sure game one (laughs) really moves my needle. Uh, But... um, yeah, no baseball, but a Game 5 tonight for the 24th time in 2021. The
3: Dodgers and the Giants will collide. So you told me a stat this morning that was absolutely baffling. Oh, David Purdom from ESPN, yes. Pass this one along because uh, yeah, I want it is in front of me. unthinkable. It really is, and it's
0: pursuant to the fact that since October of 2016, the Dodgers and the Giants will have played
3: eighty-four games. Makes sense. Same division, nineteen a game right. year. Of course.
0: Okay. And in those games, the Dodgers have been favored every single
3: time. Unthinkable. Isn't that crazy? As good as the Dodgers are, as uh-huh. bad as the Giants have been in many of those seasons.
0: But you'd have to think a home game where, I don't know,
3: you got bad any... bums on the bump, right? Against. A bullpen game, a guy called whatever it is, over that long stretch of time, Uh that many games, it's got to be once, right? October the 2nd,
0: 2016, 87 is the number uh, 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 from David Purdom. Who uh, writes uh, sports betting at ESPN.com. dot it, com? It really and truly is. And the, the price on the game tonight: consensus price, Dodgers minus a buck ten, Giants minus a buck ten, dead even. You know, I, I learned something in preparation for tonight's game. You, who led the Dodgers in uh, of, of the rotation? Who led the Dodgers in wins? Oh, it's got to be Arias. After
3: the way that you put it that way, right? Would you have thought? Yeah. You really would. Yeah. How many did he win? What was 17. his record? 17 and 5. 20 and 3. 20 and 3. I remember it was good seeing See, that I at some point. I yeah.
0: had no idea, Trent, that he was that uh, that he had that kind of season.
3: Because Walker Bueller is the guy I talked about That's for the right. Cy
0: young. He's the guy, right? And it's, it's Kershaw. Yeah, he's long in the tooth, but he's still the guy. And, and of course Scherzer, Scherzer comes yeah. over. Uh but yeah, Urias has won 20 games uh this season. Both young pitchers, both mid 20s. Oh, this one's got You know what? I love NFL's king. I might be more on Game 5 than I am on this NFL. Will we get a good game in the NFL, first of all? Mm, yes. You think so? I think this one will be compelling. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't give the Eagles a chance in hell last week against Carolina. Right. And that defense, they found a way to win. Block punt for a touchdown certainly helped, but it's part of the game. Um, no Gronk. Uh, no David. No, I think those are the two big names that won't play. For uh, the Buccaneers tonight, uh, Brady versus Hertz. <laughs> yeah, if we're putting those two names on a scale, yeah, right. One tilts a little more.
3: You think thirty-one twenty, something like that. It, and the numbers what a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, mm-hmm. but I also don't think it's going to come down to the very end. Yeah, we've had we have been so lucky with prime the primetime, time games have been awesome, and it doesn't matter if it's crap like the Jaguars and Bengals or uh-huh. if it's the Patriots going up against the Buccaneers. We have been very, very lucky this year. Well, it started in game
0: number one when they lifted the right. curtain on the season. The Cowboys uh, and and the Bucks. That was
3: terrific, and it's continued. 807, first pitch for baseball. Uh-huh. What seven twenty? Seven twenty. Yep kickoff mm-hmm. in the NFL. Catch the first quarter for sure and see how it's
0: going, but I think I'll be more on the baseball.
3: This will be a two TV setup
0: tonight. Yeah. Yeah, get them both set up. Um Dodgers Giants this is what we need. Mm. This is what this this is how this should be decided amongst these two teams who were nip and tuck the entire way. Giants just wouldn't get out of the way, but that's crazy. 87 straight games the Dodgers have been favored to win this one. Is it a good game? Is if the, if it is if there is a blowout either
3: way, it's got to be Dodgers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, remember back a couple years ago when the Nationals won the World Series and how they utilized Scherzer out of the bullpen? A couple of different times. I mean, they did it with Corbin. Mm-hmm. They did it with their dudes. Yep. We need an inning. We need two innings. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to these guys on the days that they normally be throwing a bullpen right. session in between their starts. And I think that's Gossman tonight. What about Scherzer, though? If there's a guy to do it. mm uh-huh. He's a psychopath. He's a bulldog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is crazy enough to not just do it here, uh-huh. but also do it in a CS and a World mm-hmm. Series. Just something to keep an eye Tren- on. Tren- I wish there was a prop. Will Scherzer yeah. pitch tonight? There might, there might be. I'd take the yes.
0: There might be. Look, you, I, this is cliche, but there's no tomorrow. You mm-hmm. have to do it, right? Yeah. Worry, worry about the National League Championship Series should you get there. That's you got to get through tonight before you can play in that game. So, absolutely. Oh, boy. This is... Um, Got a chance. Mm-hmm. I hope it's I hope it's ninth inning and it's tie game and oh just uh, don't don't be seven two right don't be don't Something well, like come we out, had in game four right don't come yeah. out and put a four spot on the board early and you're going to your bullpen your starter's been run early just it's Giants and
3: Dodgers who are you picking Dodgers yeah I figured you would yeah you're Giants I you just, believe in the team of destiny I think they are. I just think See, we don't have to bet it. We can just bet against each other. Well, I'm not betting it. I don't <laughs> want to take your money. Oh, oh, oh
0: I, see I, I, I feel it. I feel bad for you. Sean Roberts took all your money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you pay him yet? Did no, you run I haven't into seen him? him. It's not like you're going out of your way to track him down, though, by the sounds of things. Well,. Got to meet him at a bar. That's, that's the way me. Uh-huh. Right? So what we're, we're talking about is, is Sean and Trent bet on the uh, American League Central, his White Sox, Trent's twins, and who wins the division. And then you kind of did a points bet thing. Where you, right. Uh, each game uh, that the one beat the other by was, what, 5 bucks? Uh Yeah. And, of course. Added up quickly. It got a little expensive for you. Went from twins.
3: a $20 who wins the division wager to $120 <laughs> <laughs> price for Roberts. His team's out though, so that's good too.
0: Yes, indeed they are. As we will be down to four teams after tonight. So, does the American League Championship Series start tomorrow? Do you know? I never even looked. So is yes. this one. Yep, seven o seven. Makes sense. in Houston. In Houston, yep. yeah, in Houston. Uh, that's got a chance to be, t-
3: or does it? Two very unlikable teams.
0: Oh sure, both of them. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, totally agree. But I want Houston. You do, yeah. I want Houston. Well, look. If you're right and
3: the Dodgers win, yeah, give me Dodgers and Astros again. That would be good. It would be good. Yeah, I could sign up for that. Of the the remaining group, probably the best theater, mm-hmm. if you will, will come out of that. Speaking, do you of root
0: the- for Dusty Baker? Eh.
3: <laughs> I know he's. People love Dusty. Yeah, I don't know. It's just
0: been in it so long, right? Yeah, maybe deserves one.
3: Probably not. Because it it's Because it's used, But that lineup,
0: Trent, those guys, they, they got some dudes.
3: They're good enough they don't need the edge. I want to go with you to the continued conversation of James Franklin and Kirk Ferentz. It makes my head hurt for starters. I, I'm right it, there with it's you. It's Thursday. I thought it was over. Yeah, it should be over. It's Thursday. And then last is night. Penn
0: State off this week?
3: They are. They're uh-huh. on a bye week. Uh-huh. And they have press avail. And it's a
0: five-minute. Well, would they have normally had press available? I'd like to go back to last year's bye week. Was mm-hmm. there a press availability? My bet is no. So, where do you stand on this? Because it's something that we haven't. I feel really bad for the kid about. that got hurt and was booed off the field, but at the same time, I understand. Look, they were clearly, in my mind, they were clearly manipulating the game by faking injuries. I don't care the fact that Iowa huddles. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big talking point by Franklin. You can't tell me um, that there were... I mean, the, the Tampa transfer, I can't say his name. 17, starts with an E. The defensive end, he's going to play on Sundays. Say it again for me? He clearly was one of them. But, and we said it, I think, Tuesday, when I thought we were done talking about it. Right. The best defense... In Franklin's case, is a good offense, mm-hmm. so he came out with a prepared statement, or, or certainly had notes, and was reading off his notes. And I guess it's all in uh, not retaliation, uh, but a response you know, response to what Ferent said. And here's the thing, and I don't like I I've never heard Kirk Ferent say this. I've been on the air since before Kirk Ferentz started at Iowa. I've heard of a lot of Kirk Ferentz's weekly stuff or read a lot of it, okay? I don't remember him being this critical of another program. Do you? No. And I don't think he would have been if it wasn't warranted. That's what I'll say. And the Penn State media and the national media who doesn't know that aspect of it,
3: they're, they're not buying it. The baffling part. To me, knowing Kirk the way that we do. And he's gotten a little saltier with age. And we're going to leave the timeouts, take the pig with us. That was awesome. Last year of Minnesota. That was tremendous. There's obviously coaches that he doesn't like. Scott Frost, Phil Fleck, Mm -hmm. James Franklin. There are guys that he doesn't respect for whatever reason. And he has continued to do things to push some buttons. Maybe it's negative recruiting. Maybe it's other things that have happened. But whatever it is, there are coaches that... He doesn't see it at the same level. He doesn't. Tom Allen's not one of those guys, yeah. even though there was, you know, some recruiting talk about that. Mm-hmm. But you can tell mm-hmm. there is respect. You'll see that with Harbaugh. No fits. But there are a certain group of guys mm-hmm. that Kirk Ferentz isn't buddies with. Isn't real chummy with. There's nothing wrong with that. And Franklin is one of those guys. And going into the game last year, you could just tell these are the games that extra heartbeat for Kirk when they come around. But for him to call out what their actual verbiage that they use for these dives, calling out Turtle and Scuba, Mm -hmm. to say that, that's taking it to another level. That's, we know what you're doing, right? we know what this is, and we're going to call you. During this five-minute prepared statement, did you hear James Franklin once say, we don't do that?
0: No, I, I I didn't say he has a lot of respect for Kirk Ferentz. You mentioned the program, mm-hmm. he mentioned the the fan base, but he didn't mention the head coach by name. Right? You know, he did have one really good point, and I, and I laughed at this when he mentioned the fact that for God's sakes, Hawkeye fans were booing the ball when it fell up, and the wind blew it off the tee. There's a charged-up crowd. It was that you were there. You would know. Mm-hmm. It certainly seems like that on TV. Uh, but I thought I did find that funny. That was a point in his favor if you're looking to make points. But look at it's over, James. Move on.
3: Right. You know, and they don't get them next year. Right. It's the following year, 2023. Yeah. And I don't think Franklin will be there for the rematch. You wouldn't think so. No. I mean, of, of the the two, fan base will remember. Yeah. Sure. Good. And it'll be at Penn State. Right. And hopefully a whiteout at night. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a charged-up crowd too. Absolutely, will for that one. And guess what? I'm gonna guess there's some booing if an Iowa player goes down. Oh, for sure, for sure. it's he's going it's with the. Will anybody think of the children? Come on, you, you, your season came to an end. You have an injury. You're hurting, and they're booing me on top of it. Oh, I'm. What, what's he gonna go cry? Come on, this is big boy football. Mm-hmm. This is Big Ten football. Now I do I, I think do of get, the children. Come on. No, I
0: do get the parents part of it. Yeah. No, I do. If if that was Jack, you'd, and you and he was hurt, you'd be you'd be pissed off. Of uh, I, I get that aspect of it. if it was truly hurt, but at the same time, you have to get, uh, you know point a little bit of the blame at your head coach, Penn State parents,
3: because I, they brought this on. And he's talking about the, the seventy percent of the guys that didn't come in. That's not what the conversation is about, Franklin. It's not about the guys that didn't come back in. It's about the guys that did come. The back in. The next play. In. That's what the conversation is, and it's moving the goalposts, and it's frankly continuing to not tell the full truth. And that's why I hate Urban Meyer. I hate liars. I hate people that will not be truthful about what this is. And more than anything, you know what he's doing? He is completely taking attention off his team, lost another tight game, Mm -hmm. and how bad he has been in these spots as the head coach Mm -hmm. at Penn State. He's deflecting. This is what coaches do, Mm -hmm. and that's within their right. Don't take this, though, as an indictment Iowa fan on your program. Take this as James Franklin trying to find a way to move things around, and the conversation this week is not how are we going to get ready and get turned around. That he didn't have a backup quarterback ready to play in a big environment. That's on the head coach. That's sure. on him. Sure, but that's not what the conversation is this week. Well, is there shouldn't it? be any conversation. Period. I
0: mean, they're off this week. They should, you know, button up, uh, lock lock the doors, and meet the media next week which I'm assuming that's been the case every bye week. It is for most of them. Anyways, uh, I, I, it's Thursday. It is. There, there's a big game against Purdue.
3: Um, Scary game against it
0: Purdue. It is. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because both of the in-state teams have opponents that have given them fits. Oh, absolutely. You know, Iowa and Purdue, and of course Iowa State hasn't won in Manhattan since 2004. I mean, good
3: God! But both of these, both of these schools have tricky opponents. Purdue's conversation this week has been about Karloftis has not had a holding call against him coming off the well, edge. Well, you know that that, that that that's just planting the seed. Uh-huh. yes, it is. That's the way that that mm-hmm. works. There, he is, and he's going against Richmond. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. incredible. No, he really is. He's a yes. five-star player that mm-hmm. went to Purdue mm-hmm. because of family connections, but mm-hmm. he plays at that level, too. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Hutchinson is my guy at Michigan, but if he's not the best, it's Karlaftis. I'll, I'll take Carl mm-hmm. hes They're both really, really, really good. Really good, yep. We know about the offensive system, how it's given Iowa trouble, and and this defense overall for Purdue, this is not the Purdue that you think about, oh, high-flying, they'll throw it around, their defense stinks. That's not what they've been this year. They've been really good mm-hmm. on that side of the football with the new defensive coordinator that came in. This is not your, this is not your cousins Purdue. This this is a different kind of team, the way they're built. Now, the quarterback spot, I don't get. I haven't watched every snap of Purdue football. I think Plummer is immensely more talented and it's a better quarterback guy. than M- McConnell. But O'Connell, yeah, O'Connell's going to get the start. Yeah, he's going to be the guy. He, he started
0: was, last week again, or the week before. They were brought, coming off a of bye, but right. Minnesota in a losing effort he started against Minnesota.
3: And I know the reason is because And finished. Plummer is more kind of an underneath guy. He's the dink and dunker. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy that takes the shots and that's what Brown wants to do up the field at the same level. I don't get it. I really I I think there's a wide gap. We'll see. How many points will Purdue put on the board? Will they score 17? Oh yeah. You think they will? I do. With that offense? Yeah. David Ooh, Bell's playing, right? He is, but this is—he's this got 26 catches in two games against Iowa. Uh,
0: they put up 21. They put up 30 against Oregon State, 49 against UConn, 13 against Notre Dame, 13 against Illinois. That's a problem. And 13 against the Gophers.
3: They'll be all right. They're going up against the best defense they've played out of this group so far this year. Coming off a bye. Brown mm-hmm. versus Ferrance. Yeah. Brown versus Parker. Right. Advantage Brown. Can't go there. In with this you. matchup, this is a different team. Man. In this, this matchup.
0: defense. This defense for the Hawks, Trent. Without Riley Moss? Yeah, well, maybe they'll only get four picks instead of five. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Going to go that
0: route. All right. you got Look, me there. Terry Roberts is a chop liver. No, absolutely Terry not. Roberts is a good player. Yeah. Terry Roberts would start for a lot of teams. Oh, absolutely. He's. I mean, we know what he brings to the special teams.
3: Does he play full special teams now?
0: Man, Trent, that's a good question. The answer, I think, is yes, because Jack Campbell was still out there in Maryland in the fourth right. quarter. Yeah. Right. When the game was what, what were they up at the time? I don't know, forty nine to ten or something. Right. And, and there's Campbell running down on punt
3: coverage making plays. So yes, I think he does. I hope he does. Because he's so good at what he does. They need him out there. Mm-hmm. He's he plays catch with Tory Taylor. <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable, isn't it? Tory puts it down two, there. And... Yep, and there he is underneath it. Coming in to make a play, uh, special teams have been great for the Hawks. Schuuk has been tremendous. I didn't see that coming. Not at all. Not the way he's having. Not the that kick he made. Look, I know there's been some big kicks um, in the you know last decade or so, but that was a tough kick into that breeze, mm-hmm. in a in a spot where you needed it against Penn State. That was a 48 yards right, 48 mm-hmm. 49. That was a huge kick.
3: So for Iowa State, you said it earlier in the week. I think you're right. We just we still don't know. We don't. What about Kansas State went against Stanford early? I was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Skyler well, they Thompson played Oklahoma tough, but maybe Oklahoma's playing the wrong quarterback well, and not only that, even with that, Oklahoma scored in an eight and nine possessions. what happened to the defense we saw earlier mm-hmm. this year for Kansas State? They are not playing at a high level at this point, point. and that's mm-hmm. that's something for Kansas state where he's are they going to stop Iowa state i don 't think so well look at hall is 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 one hundred percent Kohler
0: is a hundred percent yep um. Hutchinson is 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 as solid as they come, and Brock Purdy, of course, is Brock Purdy, is just something about Trent. This is going to sound maybe way over the top. I think this is a, a a crossroads type game for Iowa State. I don't think that's a stretch. I really believe they have to win this game because if they don't, I think their Big Twelve, their dreams of. You know, making it back to Dallas mm-hmm. to play in the Big 12 championship game. I think they're thwarted. They've still got Oklahoma State, Texas, and Oklahoma.
3: Not to mention the other teams right. on the West schedule. West Virginia,
0: TCU, yes. and Texas Tech. And the Texas Tech is that proverbial sandwich game between Texas and Oklahoma. I think this game, this is the Cyclones at a crossroads. Win, and everything is still there for You lose, and I don't know what happens. I mean that. Because like like they're not getting back to Dallas. Kind of well, all of the hype, number mm-hmm. seven, now they're not getting any votes. Um, we could be headed towards a six or seven-win Iowa State team if they don't win this game. Oklahoma State's good. They are. And they're coming next week. they got a really good
3: defense. Yes, they do. And Mike Gundy's had Campbell's number. Yes. Yeah, you're right. This is. I think you're it's exactly a right. a huge spot. Don't forget, though. It's brock
0: Oh, I know. Look, at Iowa State can absolutely win the football game. I'm not saying they can't. And I think they I'm will. saying they
3: better. I just don't think Kansas State will stop Iowa State. That ultimately wouldn't, mm-hmm. but it will come down to. Mm-hmm. Could. And we know second-half adjustments. Oh, Hick- Hickok's been unbelievable every single game. But here's the thing. Skylar Thompson... He
0: had an extra week to recover. I mean, this is a guy that's right. clearly injured mm-hmm. and got back on the field maybe before he should have. But now he's had 14, or will have had 14 days between games, and that certainly can't help or hurt his chances. Um, and that doesn't help Iowa State's chances because no. this kid is—he's a difference maker for that Wildcat team.
3: Yes, he is. He—the difference between him and the backup mm-hmm. is about as wide as what we saw with Penn State. Yeah, fair point. Will Howard—I mm-hmm. know he had. A nice start. Mm-hmm. He's just... No, he's not Skylar Thompson. It's not even close. Skylar Thompson beat Oklahoma twice. I know. And if he had any defensive help, probably mm-hmm. would have beat him a third time mm-hmm. in the game a couple of weeks ago. That's Skylar Thompson. That is the difference in that dude. He's really good. Yeah. Look, I, I think that this game is... I mean, better win. One final thing better on the Big win. 12. The whole Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. This st- is crazy, isn't The it? student newspaper... Good for him. ...getting up... What at a parking garage? Is that where it uh-huh. was? And watching practice, right? Through binoculars. But then Lincoln Riley canceling press avail the rest yeah, of the he's, week. He's being a baby. It started right after the game. Yeah, he wouldn't let him talk. I get the freshman policy, but it's changed. It has.
0: I mean, freshmen like everybody else on the team can make money from their name, image, and likeness. It, it's just. It's football. Like Matt Campbell puts up a a depth chart in the middle of August, and that's it.
3: Yeah, that's all you get. That's
0: it. Harbaugh doesn't give
3: you one at all. They're football coaches. They're different cats, some of them. But Lincoln Riley, to cancel the press avail, too. He he made it worse, is what he did. Yes. Get out in front of it, then it wouldn't have been a big
0: story. And then then the kid, good for him, Mm -hmm. going to Spencer Rattler's parents and, you know, getting, you know, what's going on. And and Spencer Rattler's dad was willing to speak. I mean, not come out and tell these secrets by any means, but mm-hmm. what did he say? Something along the well, we'll get to January 10th, meaning they'll play in the championship game, Yeah,
3: and then we'll make our decisions after that. That's what you I mean, it's still a team. He's still Absolutely. part of the team. That's what you say. Right. I didn't see anything at all wrong with... He's so, being a journalist. Well, and people saying, well, why is Rattler's dad talking? Come on. He was asked. Right. Exactly. And he gave, I thought, thoughtful, good answers. Yeah. And... Even if he's not the starter, and if there are NFL people that still like him, yeah, mm-hmm. they'll look at that. If not, he'll probably transfer somebody else. Again, like you said, they're not telling secrets here. We all know this. Right. As we saw the game. Yes. They were beaten, they were, not- were beaten. It's baffling. It's absolutely baffling It's, foot, to it's me. college
0: football coaches. Yeah. They don't have to say anything, and therefore they won't. The weirdness is great, isn't it's it? It's crazy. 10-26. Uh, t- we will take our first time out, come back with Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, uh, as we will talk to Sipp. Uh, recap last week against Michigan, then preview Minnesota. Looking forward to this game. Um, when, when is this game? Is it fitness in a window where the Hawks don't play? And Please be an early game. It is, bang, 11 o'clock, ESPN 2. ESPN 2, Nebraska, Minnesota, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, darn it. You're not going to be on Rutgers Northwestern? No, I'm going to be flipping back and <laughs> forth between Nebraska, Minnesota, because the Hawks have them coming up, and Oklahoma State, Texas, because the Clones have them coming up. That's a big game in the Big 12. Oh yeah. Oklahoma State, Texas
3: is a big spot. Tiebreaker scenarios, yes. everything playing into no that No question. One. No question. Why is Texas favored by as much as they are? What are they favored by? Like five? Five and a half, something like that. Bigger than I thought it would be, at least the early line. Currently five, Texas by five. Uh, Stephen M. Simple next. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106. The game all year long. It's time for SIP. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal-Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football.
2: I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration.
3: We talk Horn Huskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it.
0: All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, 30 years on the Nebraska beat, Sippy, you're old. Yeah, uh, yeah. so you and me both, pal. Good to talk to you. Uh, we've known yeah. each other for almost all of those 30 years and uh, grateful for the friendship. So, Sep, uh, you know what, just as an aside, we've actually had, uh, I, I took three calls this week, asking when you were going to be on with us this week, because uh, I get the sense that there's a lot of Husker fans, like they're not satisfied. But maybe they see a light at the end of the tunnel. I hate keep saying that they're close because that's not what it's about, getting close, especially over in Nebraska. Uh, but it does feel like one of these weeks, Sip, one of these games has to go their way, and I think that there's a lot of the uh, the fan base is kind of feels the same way.
2: Yeah, I mean, this this is a, it's a fairly complex conversation in, in my mind um, because I'll tell you why. Well, what we're saying over here, Nebraska people, people, fans, people who follow it closely, is a lot of the. You hear this a lot. Trust your eyes. You know the records: three and four, um, one and three in the Big Ten. Uh, but trust your eyes, and 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 you know I, I do think Nebraska is good, but where you know where it gets a little complex is. <laughs> I would say to those people, how much do you trust your eyes? I mean, do you trust them? Do you trust them to a level that you you, you're, you feel very safe about this game? I don't know. I mean, I trust my eyes. I've trusted them since, the, uh, as I told you guys, uh, late in the first quarter against Oklahoma is when I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Nebraska's got something here. They're good. This is a good team. Um, but, you know, they haven't. They haven't. Um, Closed the deal on a few games against against very, very tough competition, top 15 competition, top 20 competition. Um, so, yeah, here we are. And I, I like Nebraska in this game, but how much? How much? How much do I trust my eyes? I don't know. If that's kind of the ongoing discussion in my own head.
3: So we saw some big strides out of the defense, obviously, here throughout this season. It continues to, to build. Yep, Michigan, a team that doesn't have a great passing game by any means has 26 first downs in the game, ran for 200 yards, ran uh, through for 255. Some cracks maybe in the armor that we thought we were building with Nebraska, or is it just maybe Michigan was better offensively than anticipated going into that game?
2: Yeah, you know what, Trent? That's a good question. Nobody's talking about what happened with Nebraska's defense. Not a lot happened, but they didn't get stops late Mm -hmm. that they have got. That's what we're talking about. And that conversation... Has has been sort of in the background because Adrian because of Adrian Martinez's fumble late. Mm-hmm. That's what's got the most attention, and the fact that Nebraska's oh, you know they're they're really struggling um, in the final parts of games offensively. There's some there's some unbelievable stats about their futility late in games. Um, but no, yeah, I mean the defense that was surprising to me, Trent, that they couldn't. You know, at, at one point they did limit Michigan to a field goal, but Michigan responded to Nebraska scores late in that game twice. And at least twice, three times, I guess, if you count the field goal. And that was surprising to me. I thought the defense would, would shut it down. Now, again, it's a little bit of a nuanced discussion because Michigan ran 81 plays. And Michigan doesn't want to spread offense. <laughs> They're coming at you. And late in that game, that's when the, you know, those, those types of teams with those types of offenses, those pounding, tough come at you offenses. They, they'll have the upper hand when they're when you're on the field that much. And Michigan had the upper hand. Hmm.
0: Uh, Sip, there was an injury in the football game to the left tackle. It starts with a P. It's tough to say. Is um, a big kid, freshman. Um, and, and he'd come in and he'd taken over if memory serves, right? He replaced an upperclassman and was getting that opportunity. What's his
2: status? Oh, Teddy Prohaska is That's the it. name. Um, yeah, he's a left tackle. Teddy um, has a has a Serious knee injury that'll keep him out until the spring. Oh,
0: okay, so he's done. Yeah, yeah. So
2: he's he's gone now. Nebraska's fortunate in that they have some depth. but they'll just they'll go back to Turner Corcoran swinging over to the left side um, from the right side. Um, Turner's been you know he's been the starter all year at either left or right. Now now that Prohaska's out, Turner Corcoran will swing back to to the left side and Bryce Benhart basically was Prohaska Prohaska basically replaced Bryce Benhart in the starting lineup the last two games now Benhart will be the right tackle so it's not And Benhart by the way played pretty well after Prohaska went down so they it doesn't I mean I, they can withstand that mm-hmm. I mean they're they're in pretty good shape they're in pretty good shape on the o line it's a it's a tough injury for Teddy um he looked like a budding star. He, star, in fact, he looked like a guy that you know <laughs> that would play at Iowa. Um, and and he, uh, but yeah, he, he hurt his knee pretty bad.
3: So going forward, it's Minnesota, a team that has given Nebraska some losses here in recent history. Here, not a great gopher team, at least at this point. Had that ugly loss to Bowling Green. What do you see? What concerns you when you look at Phil Flex squad?
2: Oh, I mean, the rush defense has been pretty good, and they're they're an excellent punter. So, you you know, if you're Nebraska, you're concerned about the field position. You know, if you you get stuck in a field position game on the road at 11 a.m., you don't want that. There's not a lot, though, that you look at that concerns you that much. Um, You know, I mean, the rush defense is, is allowing only 77 yards a game. And it held Colorado to minus nineteen. That's good. And then, and they can rush the pass, or they got two pretty good ends too. So, it's Nebraska's. It'll be on Nebraska's offense to generate enough points to get out of there. But it won't. Re- it shouldn't require that many points because Minnesota is really struggling on offense. Really struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, and, and with the way Nebraska plays defense, you should get out of if you score twenty one you should have an excellent chance to win. Not, not No guarantees on any of this, obviously, but um, I would think that that's, if you can go to three touchdowns up there, you'd have a good, very good chance to win in this case.
0: Sip, I want to go back to uh, trust in your eyes, and and then I, and I'll put yeah. this on Hawkeye fans too, because I get the sense, we're listening to them, that of the remaining, uh, the remaining six schools on Iowa's schedule, Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois and Nebraska. The team that's 1 and 3 currently in the Big 10 and that's Nebraska. Worries them the most, so I I don't think it's just us and 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 the Nebraska fan base that are, are you know seeing improvement amongst this team. I think that that's the team that worries Hawkeye fans maybe even more than going to Madison in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's that it's that Black Friday game against Nebraska um, because look the stakes yeah. on the stakes in that game could be huge for both schools. Nebraska trying to get bowl eligible and Iowa if they haven't punched their ticket to in. Indianapolis? Certainly seem like they'll be in a spot to do so.
2: Oh, yeah. It could be a monster game. It, it almost feels like it's setting up that way. Um, you know, if the, now if Nebraska takes care of business against Minnesota and then takes care of business against Purdue, and then then can, you can go up to Camp Randall and win, then maybe they will have the bowl conversation locked up. I don't know. It's going to be close. All that's very tenuous. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I, I've felt, I have felt that, listen, I mean, come on, we're not talking about anything crazy. Nebraska's taken Iowa to the push, push right. to the limit three straight yeah. years, yeah. three straight years. Right? I mean, it's not a crazy conversation and Nebraska's pretty good and it's in Lincoln. So yeah, I would think, I would think that would be a difficult game and mainly because Nebraska's kind of found some stuff offensively. Their offensive lines played better the mm-hmm. last couple games. They're good on offense if the line's good because they have good skill players. That's what's happened here. nebraskas you know, they know—they found a running back in Ramirez Johnson. Not great, but he's good. He's a yeah. tough kid, runs hard. Um, They—you know—they have good receivers now. Nebraska's a now they have a good receiving core. And they have those two big tight ends, and Adrian's playing at a high level. So so Nebraska might be able to crack Iowa a little bit crack that Iowa defense a little bit more than some teams. And listen, Nebraska's got a real defense now. Mm-hmm. And against Iowa, what what's that mean? I mean, it probably means a low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's I mean, it's really exciting to think about actually. Uh, as long as Nebraska keeps playing
0: well. I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it because that means the season's over when we're talking about <laughs> it. And I hate the yeah. fact that it's closer than uh, closer than we want it to be. Stephen M. Sipple Lincoln Journal Star. Sipp, we will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen M. Have a great week. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, just
2: enjoy the moment. Take care,
0: guys. Indeed. Good to talk to you. Stephen Sippel from the Lincoln Journal-Star. All right, uh, Lee Sterling coming up next. He's got a handful of games that he will opine on. Of course, ParamountSports.com for Lee Sterling. David Colt covers Iowa. He joins us at 11.05. Bill Bender covers college football for the Sporting News. He's 11.30. We're Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 1.0. Over
3: 21.
2: Now,
0: back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller & Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Lee Sterling in 30 seconds. One more nugget on the Iowa State-K-State. I think Bill Snyder Memorial Stadium is the only Big 12 venue that Campbell has not
3: won in. The only win he had against Oklahoma State that came in Stillwater uh huh. As he's one in four against Gundy. Uh, he's won everywhere else. Everywhere. Kyle Kemp
0: in, in Norman. Right. Last year in Austin. I think this is the only one. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. It's another thing. Uh, we've one there since 2004. Let's get to our friend Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Lee, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Lee Sterling. How are you?
1: I'm good. Um, we're winning, so that's fine. Yes. Winning continues. It <laughs> that, that makes it a little bit easier. And, uh, I mean just the storylines. I mean, I was undefeated. Michigan state's undefeated, yeah. Michigan's undefeated. If you were to do that 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 those three, if you were to bet those teams would all be undefeated going into this weekend, you wouldn't be going on to a vacation. In uh, the Bahamas, you probably own an island or two right been, now.
0: Wouldn't that be sweet? Before we get into <laughs> yeah. the games, what will, how will you advise your clients when it comes to the Raiders, what they're going through, etc., uh, this week with the Gruden? I listened to Carr's press conference. He handled it yep. incredibly well yesterday. Yep. Uh, but how will you invite your, uh, advise your clients when it comes yep. to the face of the franchise uh, uh, losing his gig?
1: So... I think for one week, a lot it may, might be similar to a team losing their star, like Seattle losing Russell Wilson. You can get by for a week. Remember, he's the play caller. So for one week, I think if you're looking to make a play, you play on Seattle. You look to play on the Raiders here because they can overcome it. The team rallies around mm-hmm. that loss. It's the second and the third week. But the public does the opposite. They play against right. that loss the first week. I, and we've seen it time and time again.
3: Fun slate of games coming up this yep. week. Let's get started in it with your five-pack of games for us. And let's go to the Big Ten first. Michigan State yep. goes on to take on Indiana. Certainly a disappointing Hoosier squad this year. You mentioned Michigan State, one of the big surprises. Yep. And for my money, Kenneth Walker should be the Heisman frontrunner right now for what he's done for Sparty. Four and a half yep. the number Michigan State favorite.
1: Yeah, and at these two teams were trains. The Spartans would be like that 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 freight train, and the Hoosiers would be maybe a train wreck right now. Uh, they're going to now have to go to a backup quarterback, it looks like, a Jack Tuttle, for an injured Michael Penix. Uh, interceptions, lack of a running game, been a big problem for this offense this year. And uh, Michigan State's offense, huge surprise, not just Walker. Peyton Thorne, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. He ranks 13th in pass efficiency. Um, also the Hoosiers. They ended up losing D.J. Matthews. They lost D.J. Matthews, their wide receiver and punt returner, three weeks ago. He was the leader there. And Tom Allen, I mean, just he looks confused this year. Can't make the adjustments while Melchucker Mel here uh, pushing all the right buttons here. Michigan State, 38-24.
0: Mm. Let's do Iowa State and Kansas yes. State. It's yes. um, it's a place where Iowa State does not win. It's been since 2004, since they have. It's a big spot for both games, uh, for, for both teams, rather. Uh, Iowa State is a six-point favorite. Both teams coming off a bye, Lee.
1: Well, even though it was Kansas a couple weeks ago, uh, finally you just saw things. They were starting to, to really uh, get things going on offense in the first quarter and then the bye week, so... You know, their offensive production is good. You know, they, they're outstanding opponents. They probably should have won the Baylor game. Uh, if you take away that kick return, it is important, obviously, all three phases of the game. Uh, and I know Skylar Thompson didn't play in the game last year, but is he really worth 45 points here. So I just think that, that Iowa State has too much offense here. Maybe they pull a gadget play or two on Kansas State here. Um, but let's go with Iowa State, 38-27 over
3: the Wildcats. Let's stay in the Big 12, TCU-Oklahoma. OU maybe has finally found their quarterback, not the one that many people believe would be a first-round draft pick, in Spencer Rattler. Instead, yep. it's been Caleb Williams, who's been outstanding. TCU ran the football incredibly effectively last week. They can move it on the ground. Max Duggan's a good quarterback. Horned Frog's defense is stunk, though. What do you got here, TCU-Oklahoma?
1: Yep. So... Uh they're going to have to Oklahoma handle this quarterback situation with kick gloves. I believe if Spencer Rattler does not start and he's the odd man out within a couple of weeks, he transfers. If I was him, stick it out. You want to show that you're a team player. Look at Jaleb Hurts. Look what he went through. He stuck it out at Alabama. He then transferred the year later, second round pick. He's starting in the NFL. So that's the way you handle it. If you're a big boy, but I have a feeling he's going to go with Caleb Williams here and, uh TCU's offense is great, it's a defense, but the offense, I mean, I'm behind Max Dugan, they're converting on over 55% of their third downs here. If OU is smart, they run Kennedy Brooks early and often, use him to set up play action and just try to keep that TCU offense off the field here. Uh, I, I know TCU's lost eight straight here, but I think uh, they're going to keep it close to Oklahoma 46-43. Hmm.
0: Kennedy Brooks yep. was the difference in that football. Well, Williams was too, but Brooks had a huge role. Uh, yep. Let's go to the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten, our final college game we're going to look at. Purdue has been a bugaboo for Ferentz. Uh yep. Iowa coming off a huge win. They're an 11-point favorite over the Boilers.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and I like Iowa here. I just think that the Boilers turn the ball over too much. And, uh, you know, they, they, they just have moments. At moments, certain times, they look like they're going to put it together. Uh, but uh, Iowa's defense, number one in turnover margin. Uh, they've gotten 20 takeaways here in six games. Purdue. 111 out of 130 teams in turnover margin here. Purdue's mm-hmm. offense, 370 yards per game the last three games, but only 13 points in each of those games here. And Purdue's D, only producing two takeaways in five games. Revenge for last year. Purdue also on a 2-8 and eight against this spread slide here. They can't be trusted. Hawkeyes 34-17.
3: Finish it up with the football team and Kansas City doing battle. This one also feels importantly, it's six, six and a half, seven, getting the right number depending on what side you are. The importance of that and the important thing for us here, who do you got?
1: Hmm. So uh, Washington's one of these teams that wins and then loses, wins and loses. They lost last week. Uh, Their defense has not played up to what their potential is. I mean, they were number two defense in in the NFL last year, this year they've allowed, how about this, 31 points. I know Kansas City's worse at 32 points, but uh I think they're going to come to play here. Only three takeaways on the year, only nine sacks in the five games here. I think Kansas City's offensive line is still weak. I think their back end is weak. I think Washington has the players that can challenge them there. And uh I just think Kansas City is not the same team. And uh I think the errors come out of them here. So mm. we're going to go for the biggest upset of the weekend. Washington football team upsets the Chiefs here 34-31
0: outright win for the football team interesting your game of the week is a big 12 affair two teams both trying to you know find their place Oklahoma clearly leads the way but uh, Oklahoma State's unbeaten right there with them and Texas smarting off that loss in the Red River showdown Texas is a five and a half point favorite over the Cowboys if the uh, audience wants more information on this big big 12 tilt how do they uh, find you
1: This should be a great game. So uh, under the radar, because some of these other undefeated teams, but believe it or not, Oklahoma State's undefeated. Texas has a great offense. You want to get the game, just call 800-400-9741. If you're not already with us, another winning week last week. Locktober continues. Three weeks of our phone service. Just $247 with coupon code SAVE200. And hockey started. We were number one in the league and and, and number one in the country in football last year. Also number one in hockey. You can get hockey from now through the Stanley Cup, June 2022, and basketball. We had an incredible NBA season. Both sports, just $1,500. Use coupon code SAVE1000, paramountsports.com. And uh, check out the new site. We just updated the site. Uh, A lot of videos. So let's say there's another game. You know, you want to see me break down and predict, like Texas A&M, Missouri. uh, I mean, some other big games like Georgia and Kentucky, the NFL, the Cowboys game, Chargers games. Uh, Check those all out. ParamountSports.com. Good stuff, Lee
0: Sterling. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. I love the Chiefs.
3: What, what, you where, do. I really do. Doesn't something stink there? The, with the number you mean? Yeah. And you trust that defense? No, but I don't trust... Heideke can...
0: He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. Uh, the the the, the uh, football team's defense, we thought coming into yes. the year was... Top you know, 10. ...amongst the top in the... in the. Their secondary's awful. It is, yep. Tyreek Hill? Mm-hmm. Kelsey. Kelsey? Hardman? Uh-huh. Maybe Josh Gordon gets a little bit more involvement in in this uh, offense.
3: I love the Chiefs. Well, they're favorites, so of course you do. (laughs) 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 I uh, was talking the other day to uh, 80s brother Brian, and he said, boy, Ken really likes those favorites, doesn't he? I'm like, yes, he does. I like the dogs. You tend to like the favorites. Yeah, it's crazy
0: because I won't bet a favorite when I'm playing horses. Right. I refuse to. I very seldom. Some take your medicine. Um, Yeah, I do pick a lot of favorites. true. Look where it's got me. Same place Looking up at you. A game up. One game up. We're One game both around up. 500, though, yeah. right? All right, uh, we will start off our number two. David Eicholt on Iowa and Purdue. We'll recap uh, the uh, Hawkeyes' big the media day from earlier in the week. And then Bill Bender on college football. It's 1460 KX and 106.3 FM.